The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. Irish Network's hotline, 90 days no payment for business internet, irishnetworksusa.com. Let's get to Steve in Georgia. Steve, good morning. Hey, good morning, Swain. Uh, loving the show as per usual. Thank you, sir. Um, can can I get an amen, hallelujah for uh, for Brother Rick Barnes? I mean, that guy is is a leader. Just listening to uh, um, Josiah James, uh, Josiah Jordan James, um, talk about him and what he means to him, and then watching you know the embracing of the players. Man, that, that's a leader amongst men right there, and he's doing it the right way. And uh, I just want to just call up and just give my appreciation for, you know, how he's creating leaders and, and men that are going to go to the next level, whether it be business or whether it be the NBA. Um, and, and I have no doubt that, you know, they're going to be successful. So, anyway, look, I know it's a cheesy call, but, look, man, I, I love the guy, and I'm glad he's here. So, you guys have a great day. Hey, thank you, Steve. Ain't nothing cheesy about it. Ain't nothing cheesy about it. This is this is why players want to play for Rick Barnes at this point of his career. And not saying they didn't want to before, but Rick Barnes stands out because he's real. And in the age of and the transfer portal and NIL, we said time and time on this show that those coaches who are real, like they'll be okay, and the ones who are not, they'll fall by the wayside. And Rick Barnes is one of those coaches. That he'll be okay during this during this this change in college athletics. Does he want to continue to be a part of it? I don't know, but he's going to be okay. You bring in a Kennedy Chandler, you have a Josiah Jordan James with probably the best recruiting pitch of the year of any any player, any sport, anywhere. That was the best recruiting pitch of the year from Josiah Jordan James. And Kennedy Chandler after the game. I don't know if you saw my yeah, uh, saw my, quotes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my tweet that I, I quoted out from uh Kennedy Chandler after the game. I'm trying to get to it. Tweeted it a lot yesterday. I apologize to the timeline, but felt like yesterday was a, a worthy way to worthy day to, to tweet your butt off. Uh but Kennedy Chandler said, I came to Tennessee for a reason. I knew Coach Barnes would push me to be the best player I could be. He's taught me so much, and I love him for that. Now, that's that's why you never heard anybody on this program talk about firing Rick Barnes and and all that all that crappy stuff, because it was always silly. It was always stupid. If anyone was saying that or writing it, you're just doing it for for retweets and likes and for uh, reaction. Like it was foolishness. It was foolishness. But constructive, fair criticism, I think Rick Barnes deserved it early in the season when you were, you were not playing the way you're supposed to play. But, mm-hmm. but you understand why. There was a lot of new. You had a Brandon Huntley Hatfield that's supposed to be in high school that needed time to develop. You had a Jonas Adu that was hurt that needed time to develop. You had a new piece in Kennedy Chandler that – Never probably played as hard as he has to play right now. 
ain't no probably to it. He has never had to play as hard as he is as he uh, had to right now. And then Zakai Ziegler needed time. We talked about possibly redshirting him at the beginning of the season, but he just couldn't because Zakai was undeniable. It takes time to jail. And in basketball, you have time. You have time without ruining your championship aspirations. You can lose early in the season and then not kill you as far as the tournament is concerned. And Rick Barnes, this is one of his best coaching jobs here at the University of Tennessee. Remember last week I said, I feel better about where we are going into the NCAA tournament than the team that was ranked number one in the country a couple of years ago, the 18-19 team, because of how we are playing and how close-knit this group is. And that group was close, too. But you did have some guys that at this point of the season were thinking about themselves more than they should have. And it's normal. Like, it's normal. It's like football in bowl season. You start thinking about, all right, here another week, I got to start thinking about me and all the years I've prepared for this moment. I got to make sure I'm ready. That creeps in. That has not creeped in with this basketball team. So happy for Rick Barnes, Josiah Jordan James. His words were powerful. Kenny Chandler's words were just, just enormous for Rick Barnes to continue to attract the best talent in America that fit what he has built, has built this culture because not everybody can play inside of this culture. You can't be a big me, me, me guy and play here. You can't. Nope. And a lot of the players that Tennessee won the SEC tournament with were players that fans doubted if they were going to work at one point. We doubted them. Yeah. We we doubted them, man. They got better. Yeah, but, I mean, even even some of the big-time players – Obviously, the Josiah Jordan James doubt no, is, is well documented. I don't think I don't think we doubt Josiah like that. No, but we doubt him. We doubt, we doubt some of the post I, players. I I never thought that. Well, it's not like the post players won them any games single handedly over the weekend. They're, they're they part, could they contributed. They they're, were they're, yeah they're part I, of yeah, they're part I, of yeah, success. I I get it I get it. But uh, Josiah Jordan James, I never thought that he would dominate an SEC tournament the way that he did. But there was a lot of doubt about Josiah Jordan-James being able to get it done and kind of being one of your your best players. There was doubt about Santiago early on in his career when when he was a true freshman and uh, even last year where he was a liability on defense and uh, the turnovers were not an issue last year. They were as a true freshman. And by the way, that's two examples now of not freaking out about freaking out long-term about freshman guards turning the ball over. Everybody thought Lamonte Turner was a bad basketball player because he turned the ball over as a as a redshirt freshman. <laughs> He's a redshirt freshman. He's supposed to turn the ball over. Let, let's give him some time to learn and develop. And, and then it happened to Santiago as well. So even Santi was doubted at times. Can he really be one of your best players? Kennedy Chandler, first half of the season. Tennessee and Brandon Huntley Hatfield. Tennessee gets all these one and done players. Why? They they get the bad ones. They get the bad supposed one and done <laughs> five star players. Uh, and you know, Urosh has certainly had his ups and downs this season. John Fulkerson the last two seasons. Uh, so it's it's been really cool to see this this cast of characters come together. And and this is the best 
basketball Tennessee has played going into March uh, under Rick Barnes. I, I thought it was neat that yesterday was, and it was also a little surprising, yesterday was the first time Rick Barnes has won a conference tournament since 1994 when he was at Providence and won the Big East tournament. Never won the Big 12 tournament, which makes sense since Kansas is in in that field. Yeah, they've been they've been crushing it for the last, what, 16, 17 years? No, longer than that. Uh, Bill Self has built a monster there. And, look, Kansas was already a monster before Bill mm-hmm. Self, but he's just carried it on. But cool to see Rick Barnes uh, – win a conference tournament, especially when he's had two other shots at it here at Tennessee. You lose to Kentucky and St. Louis a couple years back. Uh, you, you get blown out by Auburn mm-hmm. after beating Kentucky the day before in 19. Uh, so, shouts out to, to Rick Barnes. I also want to give a shout-out to guys like Jordan Bowden and Lamonte Turner, Grant Williams, Admiral Schofield. That's right. Uh, Jordan Bowden sent out a tweet yesterday. Yes, sir with a bunch of exclamation points and two orange emojis, said he was proud of them boys. Yesterday was a, a day for Jordan Bowden and Lamonte Turner, that group, to, to really be happy and have a lot of pride in Tennessee because guys like Jordan Bowden set the foundation for days like yesterday. That's right. They they are the um, Taj Boyd. Mm-hmm. You know, they set the foundation, they, they set the culture, and they pass the torch to – Josiah Jordan James and Josiah's going to pass it to Zakai and Brantley Hunting Hatfield. Um, and then the torch will be passed again. And that's, that's what it's about. That's what it's about. But I saw that tweet, saw your tweet to, to, to Jordan, uh, quote tweeting what Jordan said. It was spot on, man. It was spot on. Let's get to uh, Jay on the Irish Networks hotline. Jay, good morning. Well, guys, I have never – in my life, I think been so happy to see a coach get fired as I am Will Wade. <laughs> I, it's, I I truly don't like that man, and I don't know if it's his pear shaped body or if it's his face, it's but his face. Uh, I, all of I, the I, above. I was, I was just glad to see him get get canned, and uh, I hope he has to go and uh, you know go coach. Uh, um, some JUCO in Kansas or somewhere for the rest of his life. But um, speaking of coaches, though, Conzo Martin, when Conzo's got to like reevaluate what he does on offense, doesn't he? Yes, if you if you you know, and this is the perfect time to do it after after you get fired. So this is the first time he's been fired. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I just I, I he's got to realize that. What I do on offense, it's, I mean, it, does, it doesn't matter if it's brutal to watch as long as it's effective, but it's brutal to watch and it's not effective. Yes. And he, he's just got to change something. And um, I, I've, you know, I've heard all kinds of good things. I, I, I know a guy that used to work for him over at Missouri, and everything that people say about him seems true, about, about him and the type of man he is. But, um uh, you know, he's just he's got to change something about that offensive philosophy. But um, the reason why I wanted to call in, guys, and ask y'all about this is that athletic article that I'm sure y'all seen, right? Yeah. What article? Yeah. I don't so, know what you're talking about. Look, let's just 
pretend that is us and it is who we think it is. If if we don't do it, somebody one of our rivals will do it. Okay, the if we if we won't pay it, somebody else will. But I never saw NIL getting to this. I mean, there's reports of Arch Mil, Arch Arch Million Arch. That's what they should call him, Arch Million. <laughs> Arch Manning getting ten and twelve million. I never thought NIL was going to be this. You know, when I saw when I thought NIL, I thought, okay. Uh, you know, somebody can make money off their YouTube channel, or you know, somebody might get three hundred thousand, or you know, but a top end player. But this ten to twelve million, eight million, I I don't see this without some repercussions, without this going bad. I don't think this is just going to go smoothly. And when you think about it, if it is Nico, man, that's there's already a lot of pressure come and be the starting quarterback at a place like Tennessee. Now everybody knows that you're making $8 million. No one said that number was, no one, no one has, that is, um, that is hearsay, that, that number. um, Mm -hmm. No one can guarantee that number. No one can verify that number. Um, So I'm not stuck on, that number just because it's in an article, but well, the, quarterbacks are going. Quarterbacks are going to get paid a lot of money because of NIL. Like, there's no way around that. Well, to me, the number. I'm not focused on the number. I, let's just say you're making millions. You know, you're you. People are going to know that you're getting millions if you're a top end quarterback. Mm-hmm. How does that work? I mean, what if you come in? I mean, Jared. You know, Urban Meyer was upset that Jared Garantano didn't come here. Jared Garantano was a below-average quarterback. He, he was highly rated. Mm-hmm. But he came here and he's below. How does that work? Like, if Nico comes here and he ends up being a below-average to, to even just a good quarterback, you're not paying that kind of NIL money for him just to be a good quarterback. How does that work, Swain? Do we pull our NIL money? You take what, the what L. happens there? Yeah, it depends on what the contract. Well, it depends on what the contract says. I mean, you know, you you have an opportunity to earn a certain amount during your time at Tennessee, but these players understand that it is contingent on what they do on the football field and uh, their behavior and their brand. So that's why that eight million dollars that you see in the article, I'm not I'm not putting it in stone or or, or listening to it like it's gospel. Um, Nico's going to make a lot of money. Do you think Archman. it puts extra pressure on a kid? Absolutely. I mean, I mean, that, Absolutely. That just... Absolutely he's going to put extra pressure. Yeah. Why wouldn't it not? Well, I, I mean, I know. I, just, I, I guess, Wayne, these 18-year-old kids, man, they're just – I remember when I was 18, and that's, that's just a lot of pressure because, like I've always said, with money comes expectation. Yeah. When Rick, Barnes took this, when Rick Barnes took this – New deal. There, there came expectations, and it's going to be interesting. There, there, like Ben said, there's going to be people that take nails. They're going to be paying for these kids because, and a lot, all these kids ain't working out. All these five stars ain't going to be five stars. Yeah, I mean, look, last year we had two examples of that: Bo Nix and DJ Uwe Ungalale. DJ Uwe yeah. Ungalale was on a Dr Pepper commercial, a mm-hmm. Dr Pepper commercial, and he was, he was average at best. He, I mean, he got benched at times, 
And he may not even be Clemson's starting quarterback this year. I mean, yeah. and you don't think Dr. Pepper regretted the the money that they they gave DJ? I'm, I bet it was somewhere near a million dollars. It's better giving it to that fake prince. That, that that is that is true, that is true. But at this point, I bet Dr. Pepper wishes they would have given it to that fake prince over DJ. They did not get their money's worth. And uh, look, Milo's had a big old deal with Bo Nix at Auburn, and and a lot of businesses and. Middle Alabama, South Alabama had a lot of deals with Bo Nix, and you think they got their money's worth? That was be okay. They will, but you it still uh-huh. doesn't mean that they don't regret <laughs> making that transaction. I'm I'm sure I'm sure Auburn University will buy a lot of sweet tea. It's a poor I know, I know, I know, but but still, I mean, Derek King made millions of dollars and barely played because of the injury, but. He wasn't a Heisman front runner like people thought he was going to be coming into the season, and and he was the guy making the most money off of NIL going into the year. So there, there's going to be situations to where, like a Jerry Garantano, I think that's a perfect example, and I truly am not bringing this up to throw JG under the bus even more than he already is. People are still obsessed with him for some reason. But, I mean, JG was one of the top quarterbacks in the country. Urban Meyer wanted him. If he were coming out of high school – this class, I mean, I, I don't know that he, he's going to make $8 million, but, I mean, he, he would have got a nice bag of coin, and the school that was willing to give him that coming out of high school would not have got their money's worth. So I just think it, it's just going to kind of be be what it be, is what it is, uh, kind of like professional contracts. Chandler Parsons robbed a bank in front of everybody when he signed with the Grizzlies, but the Grizzlies just had to – bite the bullet after they, they found out it wasn't going to work out and just had to continue to pay that man to, to sit out. It just kind of is what it is if it doesn't work out. Can't miss. Mm. But yeah. you got to take the risk, right? I mean, if, if say that article is about Nico and Tennessee is paying that much for, for Nico through NIL uh, to, to come to Tennessee and he turns out to be what everybody thinks that he can be, it's well worth the money. Oh yeah, oh yeah. This is this is pay for play. I mean, and I don't got no problem with it, but we need to stop pretending like this is about nil. Well, no one's pretending. Yeah. Now it is being done legally through the current rules that are set up, but you you are correct. Yeah, but you know, for the people that, and I've said this. For the people that says it's all it's always been happening, yeah, but it's like it ain't never been like this. I don't think. Uh, I mean, have have guys been getting million dollar deals and we just don't know about it? No, no. I mean, they've they've been getting money under the table that have you know been in six figures range, but it hasn't been the seven figures, has it? No, it has not. And and now it's not even just seven figures. I mean, it's eight figures. If if Arch goes out and, and gets a a ten mil or eleven oh. mil twelve mil deal, which I'm I'm sure he will, I doubt it. You don't think he'll get that he much? Can't, he can't be that good. He cannot be that good. Because Alabama don't have to do that. They've had, I mean, they've had success at quarterback. Um, Alabama's not desperate like Tennessee. Ole Miss might be, but can Ole Miss come up with that much? Remember, Carson Lane, Lane Kiffin. 
I mean, I get it, but also Lane Kiffin a month or so ago was complaining about the lack of NIL at, at Ole Miss. No, that's true. He was complaining. but So I don't even know if Ole Miss could come up with that money. Well, guys, I'll get off here. Jason, you've been vindicated. Uh, sounds like NIL, Tennessee's NIL is one of the best in the country, and you've been trying to tell people that for a while. Oh, wow. Now, let's, now let's, be, let's be specific here. From the start. From the damn start, Jay. For months. For months. For months. Y'all listen to who y'all want to listen to. For months. I want to know. I want to hear how some of those people are walking it back, trying to make it seem like they didn't. Oh, I didn't know. I mean, well now, now they're doing it. No, nah, man, they've been doing it. You just didn't know. They've been doing. It. Need that? You just, you just not on the inside. Need that Michael Jackson moonwalk glove? Now I get. It. I don't listen to any other show. I barely read anybody else's stuff. Uh, you read my stuff? Barely. <laughs> I just talk to you. I don't. I don't have to read your stuff. I just talk to you. So like. When you know what's going on, do you, do you really need the opinion of other people? Not really. I read your baseball stuff. But when it comes to NIL, I don't need to listen to anybody else. But that doesn't mean that everything in the article is, is factual, though. Yes, and let's also specify that um says he's getting the recruit, the 2023 recruit, is getting upwards of $8 million, and that's over the course of three years three to four years not getting eight million dollars on the day that that recruit signs yeah just be, just because somebody put it in an article put it on the internet doesn't mean it's true i hope we have learned that lesson <laughs> we'll talk about nil over the last two or three months people when, still think jeremy pruitt was dropping off mcdonald's bag do you think people aren't going to take that uh for for what the article said doesn't doesn't mean the article is 100% accurate. But NIL game is strong and I think NIL game is going to be part of why you know Tennessee is able to get a big time quarterback. That's come on guys, that's no denying it. It took it took Ohio State to get the number 1 quarterback and Ohio State is like light years better than us right now. So if it took Ohio State to sign a kid to a big NIL deal to get him what makes you think that every other program except for Alabama won't have to do the same thing? Georgia can't even say, yo, we put four or five quarterbacks in the league over the last couple of years. Come here and prove it first, then we'll pay you. Georgia can't do that right now. They can pay them under the table. It's the new college football. They can pay them under the table. But Alabama's the only team in the country that can say, come here, do something first, and then you'll get all the money that you want to get. But we ain't going to pay you or agree to pay you this deal before we know what you're going to do on the field. But there's other teams like Tennessee that are in that position where you kind of you kind of have to do some of those things to, to get a player. You have to let them know about your NIL game and use that to maybe get them to take a look at your school. 
But that was, again, that doesn't mean that article is 100% accurate. Y'all happy though? Y'all want y'all want y'all wanted all this information out, whether it's true or not. So this is what some of y'all wanted. Who said that article was about Tennessee? Come on, man. You know people. You know put people putting two or two together. People are putting two two together and assuming that it is Tennessee. I haven't heard one other school talked about with that article. That could not be Tennessee, but people are putting two two together. And a lot of people that wanted this information out because it makes them feel better. But how does this information, if true, how does it help Tennessee? You don't have to broadcast everything that you do. Every move doesn't have to be on Front Street. It doesn't need to be on Front Street. Real gangsters move in silence. That's right. Swain event, be right back. Just because you can't call in doesn't mean that you have to sit on the sideline. Impact the show with a text box. It's part of the free Swain event app. Top 100 barbecue restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. Litter is a big problem in Tennessee, but together we can do big things. We can make our cities our waterways, our roads cleaner and safer. The Tennessee Department of Transportation is committed to reducing litter in our communities, but we need your help to do it. There are over 100 million pieces of litter in our roads at any given time, and it costs TDOT about $19 million a year just to clean it up. The first step to keeping Tennessee beautiful is to rally behind these three simple words. Nobody trashes Tennessee. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Out-of-town law firms have been swarming into East Tennessee lately. Firms from Memphis, Chattanooga, and Birmingham have stormed into the area. Wouldn't you rather do business with a local law firm? You know, a true neighbor. Marcos Garza and the pros at the Garza Law Firm are just that. They are our neighbors and friends that support local causes year-round. The Garza Law Firm works to serve you professionally on criminal matters, injuries and accident matters, and Social Security and disability filings. The Garza Law Firm is here for you at GarzaLaw.com. The Garza Law Firm, let us help. JC's Tree and Landscaping Service specializes in quality tree work done at an affordable price. Trimming and removing trees are their specialty. They also offer other services like land clearing, stump grinding, crane services, and all of your basic landscaping needs for both commercial and residential. JC's will give you a free estimate and beat any written quote by a competitor to guarantee that you get the lowest price around. Don't risk your land with a fly-by-night service. JC's Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 865-599-3799. I just wanted to come by and congratulate you on the great work you've been doing. I like your style. You remind me of a young me. 
Failure is not an option. That boy is good. Rules remind yourself. Nobody built like you. You design yourself. Attaboy. Attaboy is brought to you by Made in Tennessee Business Fiber Internet from Iris Networks. Find business solutions for you at irisnetworksusa.com. boy highlighting positivity and good stories in and outside of sports iris networks business internet and voice brings us out of boy today 90 days no payment for business internet iris networks usa.com plenty of love to spread this morning ben who are you giving flowers to today yeah uh, several programs throughout tennessee athletics this weekend so Bear with me. We've got four different programs to mention aside from the men's team. Obviously, the men's team, huge attaboy. SEC tournament title for the first time in 43 years. First time since 1979. Uh, Kennedy Chandler, tournament MVP. Kennedy, Josiah, Santi on the all-tournament team. Uh, Rick Barnes for winning a conference title at Tennessee. Just huge, huge, huge. Obviously, they get an attaboy, but we have discussed them. want to mention... Some other teams across campus this weekend. And I want to start with Tennessee's men's track and field team who claimed third place at the NCAA Indoor Track and Field National Championships in Birmingham. The Tennessee men's track and field squad wrapped up the 2022 NCAA Indoor National Championships on Saturday at the Birmingham Crossplex with a third place team finish. It is the highest NCAA finish for the Vols since placing third at the 2016 Indoor National Meet, which also took place in Birmingham. And uh, Beth Alfred Sullivan, Tennessee's Director of Track and Field and Cross Country, said it was a historic weekend for the Vols. It is the second time in Birmingham that we've been able to pull off a third-place finish. I'm very proud of my staff, my coaches, and everybody that supports the team uh so shouts out to the tennessee men's track and field team freshman favor ash capped his first indoor season with a bronze medal run in the men's 60 meter 60 meter dash uh, threw down a time of 6.55 seconds in route to his third place finish uh, he's from nigeria and captured first team all-american honors with his placement. So, track team doing big-time things. Uh, Tennessee Baseball, they swept Rhode Island this weekend, beat Rhode Island 17-4 to in the first game of Friday's doubleheader, and then beat Rhode Island 8-3 to in the second game of the doubleheader, and then had Saturday off because of the snow, and then came back on Sunday and won 12-3. So, Tennessee Baseball takes care of business and speaking of snow, how about the Tennessee softball team? They were in Missouri, mm. where Missouri was absolutely pounded by snow. And Tennessee softball started SEC play this weekend, and Missouri is one of the top teams in the country, uh, number eight in the country. Tennessee softball ranked number 18. And they got there on Thursday, I believe, 
and didn't play until Sunday because of the bad weather there in Missouri and all the snow. So they sat in a hotel all weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. They finally get to play a doubleheader on Sunday, and they swept them in the doubleheader. They won 14-3 to in Game 1 and then won 5-4 to in Game 2. And not only did they sweep number 8 Missouri on the road after sitting in a hotel because of snow all weekend long, it was the 1,200th win in program history. Let's go. With the sweep. So, Tennessee softball doing big things uh, this weekend in a doubleheader to start SEC play. And then the Lady Vols going to give them an add a girl, the basketball team, uh, for continuing to be the only team in women's basketball history to make every single NCAA tournament. That is one of the coolest things that I, lo- that I love to see on my timeline every single year in March is that the Lady Vols are the only team in women's basketball to ever make every single NCAA tournament. This was their 40th straight NCAA bid. Not the greatest draw of all time for the Lady Vols. They are seeded number four in the Wichita region, and they will face 13-seed Buffalo in the first round on Saturday, this Saturday, Inside of Thompson Bowling Arena, they are hosting uh, this weekend the first and second round. And if the Lady Vols win on Saturday, they will face the winner of Oregon and Belmont. Oregon is a five seed. Belmont is a 12 seed. And they will also play on Saturday. And they'll actually play Monday in the second round. So if the Lady Vols can win on Saturday, they'll play again on Monday against the winner of Oregon and Belmont. Would be pretty cool to see. Uh, the Lady Vols and Belmont play each other in the NCAA tournament in mm-hmm. Thompson uh, Boeing Arena. Speaking of Buffalo, uh, they are making their fourth NCAA tournament appearance. Uh, they are coached by Felicia Leggett Jack, who has been there for 10 years. Bye, Felicia. And uh, they won the Mid American Conference Tournament Championship. So, Tennessee, hopefully, uh, both men's and women's will be able to get out of the first and second round and, and make the Sweet 16. They were one of three teams, or Tennessee is one of three schools, I should say, to have both its men and women's basketball team have a four-seed or better. Both of them have a four-seed or better. And Tennessee did uh, – people did not like the, the way I worded it yesterday on Twitter. They earned a three-seed. Uh, because people felt like Tennessee was shafted and did not actually earn a three seed, which I agree. Uh, they they earned a two seed. And if, if we want to be captain literal, then I, I get people being frustrated with, with my wording of earning a three seed in the NCAA tournament. But, hey, even Tennessee men's basketball put on their front page, balls earned number three seed in NCAA tournament will face Longwood. Uh, Tennessee will play Longwood on Thursday in Indianapolis at 2.45 p.m. Eastern. Tennessee, a number three seed for the second time in program history. They were a three seed in 2018 and uh, are part of the South region. We'll take on 14 seed Longwood, and then two days later, if Tennessee wins, which it should, uh, the winner of Tennessee Longwood will face the winner of six seed Colorado State and 11 seed Michigan Longwood 26 and 6 on the season. Uh, winners of 
this year's Big South Conference Tournament, and Ken Palm is giving Tennessee a 92% chance of winning. 92% chance of winning and predicting a 74-59 to win for the Vols. I like it. I like it. Looking at the bracket, I know this is what Turkey Band wanted to get into. Looking at the bracket, Tennessee is in the South region. Arizona is the number one seed there. They will play the winner of Wright State. And, uh, man, I was listening to the – I was watching the interview yesterday with the uh, the coach who Wright State is, is playing. Oh, man, what's the what's the name of this? Bryant. Bryant, that's right. Um, Bryant with, uh, played Peter, a... Peter Kiss, the guy that does the push-ups after layups and mm-hmm. – yeah, he, the, uh, the Marshall Henderson that we were talking about last week. He leads the country in scoring, right? Yes, and him going up against uh, Kerr from Arizona, who also has a little attitude to him. <laughs> if if Bryant can beat Wright State, and look, Arizona's going to beat Bryant, but still, it, it'll be fun to see Peter Kiss go up against Kerr from Arizona because those two have those two have a lot of attitude and swagger to them. I like it. I like it. Yeah, man. Arizona number one seed in the South. And the, 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 the number two seed in the South is Villanova. Number three is Tennessee. Number four is Illinois. Five, Houston. Six, Colorado State. Seven, Ohio State. Eight, Seton Hall. Nine, TCU. The 10th seed is Alalo, Chicago. Hmm. 11th seed is Michigan. 12th is UAB. 14 is Longwood, 15 Delaware, 16 we just mentioned Wright State and and uh Barry. Longwood, huh? Bryant, excuse me. Yeah, Long Longwood, man, Longwood. What a name. Uh-uh. I know, right? What a name. Can uh have you seen what their mascot is yet? I'm afraid to look it up. No, I'm I'm asking I'm, I'm thinking I, my parental uh you, You've never heard of them. No. Do you know where Longwood is located? I just looked it up. So Farmville, Virginia. Is this the first you've ever heard of Farmville, Virginia? Yeah. Their campus look like Tennessee's library. Exactly. Uh Longwood building. Lancers. What's a Lancer? I hope it's not as aggravating to find out the true meaning of a Lancer as it was to find out why UTC was named a mock. The website looks like somebody made it on Squarespace. Longwood's already been in my Twitter mentions. I uh, I tweeted out last night the whole 92% Ken Palm, what Ken Palm thinks of the game. And somebody responded to the tweet with the gif of, so you're saying there's a chance. From Longwood? No, 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 no. A Tennessee fan. Oh, a chance, a chance we can lose? Uh, no, saying that, uh, what is it? It uh, said Longwood fans, and it attached the gif of, so you're telling me there's a chance. And Longwood, its Twitter account, was apparently Twitter searching its name and responding to all these tweets about Longwood with gifts. And they responded to that person who said that, LOL, you're funny, but I'll remember this on Thursday. Okay. <laughs> Somebody responded and said, ooh, scary. 
This is this is what I love about the NCAA tournament, man. The, they have the, seven thousand seventy one Twitter followers. Oh, oh, guess <laughs> guess their hashtag. Apparently, a lancer's a a horse. Somebody's gonna say that I should know that, but I don't. Forgive me. I'm sorry. I'm just now learning about Longwood. I, honestly, look, so. they have two hashtags in their bio. What's that? Yes, <laughs> the first one. Giddy up. Hashtag, go wood. Oh lord. <laughs> <laughs> their second one. Hashtag. Horsepower. Their hashtag is Go Wood. Horsepower. Go Wood. Yeah, I'm, I'm on their website, and, and you know they're showing a picture of their 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 gym. Ooh boy, I don't know high school gyms better better than this, but they can shoot it. They can shoot the three, Ben. They they can shoot the three. They they light it up from three, according to Kim Palm. They are sixth in the country at the three pointer. Thirty three percent of their points come from three. Ben, their power four is is six four. Speak, their, their center is six seven. Uh, Tennessee should dominate them <laughs> in the post, like. Well, and, and their numbers back that up. They are 252nd in two-pointers. 252nd in two-pointers. And only 46% of their points come from two, and that's 299th in the country. They they shoot threes. That's what they do. They shoot threes, and they don't turn the ball over. That That is why they have been pretty good offensively and then defensively they get pounded in the paint they are 319th swain 319th there's only like 345 schools in college basketball 319th in two-point defense and the 315th in block percentage they don't block shots they don't defend the paint all that well because they don't have any size as swain just pointed out six four posts. They don't turn teams over a ton. Well, they they do, but it's via the steal. Um, which there's something to be said for that. Yeah. Let's get to the phones. We got Don. Don, good morning. Good morning, gentlemen, on this championship Monday. Oh yes, yes sir. They are. Yes, sir. Yeah, I. You know. Uh, yesterday, of course, was a beautiful day, uh, all across the ball spectrum with the Lady Vols softball team, Tony V's guys, um, and obviously the championship. And I even seen this morning that, uh, uh, the rugby team won again. They've not lost a game since 2019. <laughs> rugby school. Uh, I tell you what, guys, um, I was, you know, on a high and yeah, I got a little upset. I wasn't as upset about getting the three seed as as I was upset about listening to people like Lenardi and the committee chairman sit there and make the stupidest remarks I, I've ever heard. A bunch of kindergartners could 
could give a tried to give a better uh, justification for not only us being a three, but of all the robberies like Kentucky being ahead of us and Auburn, there is no way on God's green earth to justify Duke being a two seed. I just sat there and wasn't get smashed Saturday night, a week or ten days ago, whatever it was. The North Carolina team we ran off the floor, slaughtered them on uh, uh, Coach K's last home game. Then they lost their last ACC tournament game and got smoked. Yep. Uh, the 62nd or 68th ranked strength of schedule, they lost to two quad twos and one quad three team. Please, just just don't lie. Just, you know, don't get on there and lie. Just say, well, it's Coach K's last year and we, we're going to reward him. I mean, just, just tell the truth. I mean, that's the part that bothers me. I was listening to that committee chairman yesterday, and he's going, well, we can't put the final touches on it after the end of these tournaments, and maybe he's talking about somebody winning a tournament that otherwise wouldn't get in. He didn't watch. They didn't watch any tournament. They ain't got a clue. Uh, they there's you know basically they not only said the tournaments don't count, strength of schedule don't count, head to head don't count. What does count? I'm trying to figure that out. <laughs> and and even with waiting until after Sunday's championship games, Tennessee deserved a two seed. Before beating Texas A&M, sure. It, I mean, uh, Lenardi's on there. It don't matter head to head. Yeah, I know they went four and one against the top five, but that's okay. It's that, not good enough. That don't make sense. <laughs> I mean, why? Do, so uh, yeah. strength of, strength of schedule matter, but head to head don't matter. They're almost kind of the same thing if you look at it. So you you played against Kentucky, you played against Auburn. That that helps your strength of schedule. And then you beat them head to head. Yep. But, yep. but like I said, Duke was the biggest thing. When you played the sixty eight Duke only played, listen to six or eight quad one games, period. Tennessee played the most in the NCAA. Um there's this I mean, where what they did and where they did it is and then you've got teams like, okay, let's say Texas A and M. 23 wins or whatever, uh, uh, you know, playing in the what I consider to be the best conference. Michigan don't even get to play in game. They get in the tournament 17 and 14. Yeah. yeah. A&M got snubbed yeah. big time. And if I'm Greg, if I'm Greg Sankey, I'm mad. I'm, I'm, I'm pissed off because the last two conferences that, that played for – automatic bid one was the sec there's a lot of conferences most conferences got theirs done before saturday and if i'm an sec mm-hmm. maybe i move mine to saturday i understand the point of moving it to sunday because you, you have more eyeballs on you because everyone else has finished theirs but it seems like that they had their mind made up how does the sure. texas a&m team not get in after beating arkansas after beating auburn beating florida I mean, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me when you look at Michigan getting in some of these other teams. So, um, if I'm Greg Sankey, I'm I'm hot for sure, and I just feel bad for those players. I feel bad for Buzz Williams. I got a lot of respect for uh, this year's team. Um, 
they were really easy to root for, except for when we played them yesterday. That makes no sense to me. But I look at Tennessee's draw. I'm not complaining too much. I'm not complaining too much. Draw was good. Yeah, I'm not complaining too much. It's just it's the principle of Duke, Duke's resume being, I mean, significantly lesser than Tennessee's. Uh, There was a tweet on Twitter that showed the difference in the two teams. Tennessee was seventh in the net. Duke was 12th. Tennessee was fourth in KPI. Duke was 14th. Uh, Tennessee was third in SOR. And Duke was 11th. That's an average of three and a half for Tennessee, 12 and a half for Duke. Uh, Tennessee was fifth in BPI. Duke was 11th. Uh, Tennessee was seventh in KP, Kim, Kim Palm. Duke was 12th. Uh, Tennessee was seventh in Sagarin, and Duke was 11th. That's another average of 6.3 for Tennessee, 11.3 for Duke. And, and those are all Ken Palm type of metrics that I just mentioned. Then you get into the Q1. Tennessee was 11 and 7. Duke was 6 and 2. Uh, and Tennessee did not lose a quad two, quad three, or quad four game. They combined to go 15 and 0, while Duke was 6 and 3 in quad two, 8 and 1 in quad three, 8 and 0 in quad four. It wasn't even close that Tennessee should have gotten the two seed over Duke. And Tennessee's resume, when stacked next to Kentucky and Auburn, like I saw many graphics yesterday, was better than their resumes. And the mm-hmm. head-to-head should matter. Uh, so, mm-hmm. like, Joe Lenardi was well, – he's somewhat getting unfair criticism because technically he was right for projecting yeah, Tennessee to get a three-seed. That's his job to project, and he was right in projecting Tennessee to get a three-seed. But his explanations were just flat-out stupid, especially the one with Reese Davis. I mean, he sounded absurdly silly in that explanation – but it's just ridiculous that Tennessee did not get the two seed and that Duke got a two seed over Tennessee. And Matt Norlander tweeted out that this is one of the worst I've ever seen. Damning as hell for the committee. The more I see, the more I think Tennessee is one of the one of the worst misseedings in tournament history. And then there was another clip that Gary Parrish tweeted out of a committee member trying to say that Wisconsin deserved a, a, a higher seed than Tennessee. Yeah. Wisconsin deserved oh, I read more that. of a I just seed. read that. It's ridiculous. I just read that. So it, it's hey. like I'm I'm good with Tennessee's draw, like both of you just said. Like Tennessee actually got a better draw than Duke, so it kind of worked out for Tennessee. It's just the principle uh, right. of what happened. And, and the SEC should be furious between A&M and Tennessee because they, they Tennessee was arguably – or uh, the SEC was arguably the best conference in college basketball this year. At minimum, it was 1A, 1B with the Big Ten, and the SEC got zero respect for it. Well, speaking of the Big Ten, um, I'm an old man, as you guys know. We've talked about it. I've mentioned that before. We are I, go back in, I go back in these tournaments for years, <clears throat> and every year the Big Ten would get eight, nine, ten in the tournament. And by the first weekend, half or more was gone. By the second weekend, they didn't have anybody left. On a good year, they'd have one team make the Sweet 16. And that's what's going to happen this year. You you wait and see all this big uh, blow-up about the Big Ten. You're going to see when they get on the court with, you know, halfway quality teams, you're going to see them go down. Uh, I was watching their lovely Purdue that they kept trying to stick ahead of Tennessee. I watched their game the other night just so I could 
sit there and watch uh, Iowa, who was what the seventh or ninth uh, seed in their tournament. You know, they were low. And I'm like, yeah, that's how that works. Uh, I, I don't know. It's just obvious if you're if you're Duke and Kentucky in particular, you're if you if you if you have anything in the neighborhood of some of the other teams, you're going to get the preference. You know, as the quote blue buds there. Uh, but the Duke thing probably infuriates me just as much, and and the fact we beat Kentucky twice and Auburn and Arkansas. Uh, and Arizona, and the worst loss yeah. was to LSU, who was a a six seed. So, the the tournament just flat out screwed Tennessee. I mean, or the selection committee screwed. It, it did work out for them. It did with with the draw, but just the principle of the seeding, they incorrectly did their job. They they failed at their job. They're, they're supposed to seed the teams based on their resume, and they failed to seed Tennessee properly. And there are a whole lot of teams that should not have been in the tournament that are in the tournament and a couple of teams that should be in the tournament who aren't in the tournament. I mean, this, this was as poor of a job as the selection committee has done in quite some time. Yeah. I mean, I would have, I would have liked to play in, in Greenville, but Indianapolis is right up the road. You look at Kentucky and, you know, Tennessee is a better basketball team than Kentucky. I know Kentucky beat Kansas on the road, beat them down, but uh, Tennessee beat, Arizona beat Auburn, beat them twice. Arkansas. Arkansas, the fact that Tennessee's behind Kentucky is laughable. But Kentucky is essentially going to play uh, two home games. Uh, For Swain, look, Murray State and Kentucky, if both those two teams win their opening round game, they're going to meet in the second round. And it's going to be in Indianapolis. If Murray State beats Kentucky – you may have to drive up to Indy and bail me out because I will go streaking on the court after Tevin Brown hits a three in Kellen Brady's face to to win, send the racers to the Sweet 16, and eliminate Coach Cal. You're, you're going to have to come bail me out. You know Murray State licking their chops, man. All they've heard about is Kentucky, Kentucky, Kentucky in that state. Yep. And um, and they're good enough to do it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, not, I'm probably not going to predict it. Maybe at the end of the week I, I start to feel myself and have a little more courage. But I'm telling you, KJ – KJ Williams inside is going to be a problem for Kentucky. Tevin Brown, the OVC's all-time leading three-point shooter, going to be a problem. That Murray State team is legit, and they'll have their hands full. San Francisco's a good squad. That'll be a fun game, Murray State-San Francisco, uh, one of the, the underrated games of the opening round. But, man, would it be cool to see Murray State upset Kentucky, especially since uh, Murray State's a, a in-state team mm-hmm. in the state of Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Not by much. They're, they're closer to Tennessee than they are Lexington. I mean, they're right across the the border. I'm good with Tennessee's draw. But it is the principle. Just the principle. Hour three, powered by Low T Center and LowTCenter.com. Stay with us. <laughs> 